You're listening to P-R-O-X. Just as a Warriors fan, man, like it's tough. It's tough to me to look at the screen. You know, like when you when you roll on your ankle, how do you deal with those? How do you deal with those those unexpected lows or or defeats or losses? How do you how do you pick yourself yourself back up? Whatever the context of the situation, um, whatever the loss is, whatever the season of life you find yourself in, like you have to find what that moment is trying to teach you. I think um, it's a hard, hard, hard thing to do, but it's so important to allow yourself the space to, you know, let those emotions flood through and and see, you know, what what that lesson is needs to be learned, what patience might come through it. You're listening to In Proximity. This is our last episode of the season before we take a short break and return with more great conversation. And we're so excited to share it with you in both audio and video formats. You can listen to this episode on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or watch it on our Proximity Media YouTube channel. Yes, we filmed this episode, so check it out. And don't forget to subscribe. Today, we go all in on Stephen Curry Underrated, the latest film from Proximity Media and our partners at Unanimous, A24, and Apple TV+. It's an inspiring coming-of-age story documenting the rise of Stephen Curry. On this episode, we have the four creative minds behind the film. Stephen Curry himself, director Pete Nix, and producers Eric Payton and Ryan Coogler. They talk about how the film came together and how they each tackle some of the biggest themes in Stefan's basketball career, as illustrated in the doc. Dealing with loss, believing in yourself, and wearing the idea of being underrated as a badge of honor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan Coogler, writer, director, producer, and founder of Proximity Media. Hi, I'm Pete Nix. I'm a producer and director of Documentary Films, director of Underrated, and the co-founder of Proximity Media. Uh, what's up? I'm Eric Payton, EP, um, co-founder and CCO of Unanimous Media. I'm Stephen Curry, co-founder of Unanimous Media, producer, and a little bit of talent. Like that. EP Steph, man, thanks for <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of talent. <laughs> EP Steph, thanks for, thanks for making the time for this, man. We really appreciate it. Um, I guess we could start with just how how everybody met, you know. Um, folks familiar with how how me how me and Pete met, but um, uh, I remember the first time that 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 we met formally, Steph. It was me, Zinzi, it was you, Aisha was there, and little and little Cannon, and we were in uh we were in uh, uh Aisha's restaurant in the mm-hmm. city, right? And it came through, had a nice little meal situation, but yeah, it was the first time. It's crazy. I don't, I'm trying to remember what year that actually was. That's probably twenty. 19, 18. 18. I think it was right 18. After, yeah. yeah, he was he was a young pup. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just turned five. So we were five-year anniversary of the first running. But yeah. Um me and EP way back to 2017. 2017. That is correct. Um, and thinking about the first time we met was at the same restaurant. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. At, at International Smoke. <laughs> before the booths, nothing was in there. Nothing was in there. It was before we uh, actually opened up, or she opened up officially, and uh, had a meeting about uh, what opportunities could be in the in the media space, um, and the, the original brainchild uh, conversation of what unanimous media is now. Absolutely. Bringing us up to now, 
with this incredible film that, that we all that we all are getting ready to release out to the world um, on Apple TV Plus. You know, I, I, I love to just talk about how how you guys came to us with this with this film because that's that's where Pete comes into the equation, right? Absolutely. So I mean, you, you know, me and Stefan, we 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 meet quite a bit about the unanimous slate, and it's always. Um, it's always us getting together and usually I'll, I'll put together some type of binder for him or, or some type of outline for him. And we'll just go through it and make sure he's updated, make sure he has, he gets a chance to have feedback and, and also he'll have ideas. Um, but this particular meeting, we, I think we had went through the slate and then I, um, I, I, I mentioned the Davidson run and, and, and I think that, uh, you know, with with him, he he. Um, I hate speaking about him. No, when he's right, right next yeah, to right yeah, next tell to. Me, him. Tell me about him. <laughs> <laughs> but but he he has this superpower to like his insights are 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 like no other, right? And and so you you do get he's very specific about how he wants to tell his story, and and with this one, you know, he sat back, he thought about it. Um, I think you had said. Like, and you know, he kind of begins to talk to himself a little bit. He's like, oh, I haven't seen the guys in there. I've seen the guys in a little while, so, you know? And then, and then he he tells he drops it on me that he plans on to he plans to graduate, you know, this this year as well. And I was like, oh, that's a story story. Like if we can, if we can definitely, you know, document that as well, it feels like the right time. So he gave me the he gave me the thumbs up on on exploring it. I'm slow to give those two. We always joke about the red, yellow, green light of me, you know, making decisions. And sometimes it takes me a little while to get there because I got a lot of ideas and just, you know, stuff rummaging through my head. So to give a, a what would you call it, like a neon yellow light? It was a pretty bright yellow light, <laughs> you know, which is basically a green for Stefan. You know what I mean? It's a pretty bright one. So then I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I gotta get the I gotta get the neon green. And that's why that's why I called I called you, Ryan. Cause you know, sometimes you live you you're so excited about about the opportunity. You're like, oh, this is dope. This is gonna be so great. And I had, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about you were about to go shoot Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But I I called you and um and luckily, you know, you hit you hit, you you picked up and and you were really excited about it. And I I one hundred percent appreciate that and then you 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 mentioned Pete Nix and then I was like okay okay and you mentioned the docs he had done and I, I think I had seen the force at that time and I was like oh yeah 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 um and I don't know if homeroom was out but I think I I went to go I watched homeroom and I sent it to him and then it was like an absolutely and then and then Pete kind of came in and I don't know if Pete you remember that meeting well I remember Ryan first coming yeah. To me with the idea. Yeah. And uh, I mean, on the one hand, it's like, you know, documentary stuff. stuff. I'm, I'm trying to imagine myself like a, as a kid, like my dad getting an opportunity to make a film about like, you know, Cedric Maxwell <laughs> or uh, Bird. Right. Um, and I grew up, I grew up in a, in a very sports oriented environment <laughs> in, in, in Boston. And, I, you know, I played college uh, high school basketball. Uh, Chris Havlicek was on our team. I played a very important role sitting on the bench. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had some natural skills. You know, I was six foot two. I was also born in, in Akron. And so, you know, sometimes the universe just speaks to you and says, you know, you might want to 
consider this. <laughs> um, I, I did, you know, I did take a, a, a pause on it because I have a, my background is in very serious social issue documentaries that dig into, you know, very urgent issues that America's facing that are unfolding on the stage of the Bay Area. And so that, that, that sort of, that was sort of my, um, my, ba- my backdrop. But the more I learned about sort of Steph's story and the more I, more I learned about sort of the themes that were, that were possible in this film and the, and the potential uncertainty of, oh, can he, you know, achieve this uh, goal that he had set and uh, fulfill this promise that he had made to his mom and to his coach, the more I started seeing the potential uh, of the project and, and getting excited about it. And then, you know, meet, meeting Steph, I remember distinctly meeting you for the first time, Steph, and uh, I think you dropped your lunch. Like, you, you, were, you were eating something, <laughs> you, you fumbled it. Uh, and I, I was thinking, you, you know... He'll bounce back. You know, he'll bounce back. <laughs> but you know, you looked me right in the eye, and I mean, I, I you know, I'd heard how sort of present you were uh, with, with, with people, and and that that got me. Um, and then I think you didn't take long for you to get your phone out and start showing me photos and videos from Davidson. And I think that the spark in your eye um, made me realize that this was something that that you really wanted to do, and that you're passionate about. Your the nostalgia for your this part this time in your life um, and that was the beginning yeah. have a meeting like that that sparked um this project and your belief that you could tell an amazing story based on all the uh cool experiences the impactful experiences the formative years of uh you know davidson and even the the entire i guess the or we call it the origin story but like the build-up to why davidson was the perfect place for me and coach mckillop and his influence and just the community that we had built around that team and that 08 run it's weird for me is like the focal point of the story i guess in the sense to kind of take yourself out of it but the beauty in it is you know everybody on this on this podcast has understood the ability to tell the story of how underrated is a badge of honor and me and ryan we talked about it specifically like the fact that you know i had people in my life that saw you know my potential even when i didn't and to be able to recognize that so it's a weird, you know, experience being able to put all that together, and the fact that uh, you know we have such a beautiful documentary to show for it is special. I want, I want to, I want to get into that because, like, for 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 you, Steph, if you EP, and I guess for you, for you P too, um, have have you guys ever had moments where like you didn't believe in yourself, but somebody else did, and that was able to get you through? Because I think the film is like a. Uh, you know, it's interesting because we watching the, the 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 journey of somebody who we know eventually made it. You know what I mean? Who we know eventually, you know, exceeded all possible expectations. You know, um, but 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 for, for for all of us, all of us are are on, um, quote unquote, unlikely paths in what we in what we do. You know, um, like like Steph, can you think of a time? I mean, I mean, like, was it Coach McKillop? Was it your mom? Was it your pops? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it was it somebody else? We're, we're like maybe you had. Maybe you had doubts internally. Somebody was like, "No, you, you got this." 
Yeah, I mean the uh, the 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 most impactful one in that respect is Coach McKillop for sure. And I mean, y'all have all met him, talked to him, yeah. seen seen the way he uh, how how intense and passionate he is about not just the ability to coach and lead, but just the influence that he has on on people that you know. Anybody he comes into contact with, but especially people that have, you know, all the players that have been through his program, and so, um, like even when I was making that decision to go to Davidson, there's still a little bit of a doubt about what does it mean to you know play Division One basketball at whatever level. And you've been hearing so many you know naysayers and critics about you know my size and uh, you know the eye tests that I didn't pass and all that, and the way that he just explained like. Not only do I think, you know, you're capable of being successful at this level, but I don't need you to be anything other than yourself um, in that process. Um, you know, that's such a bold, you know, powerful statement for somebody who's still trying to figure out who they really are, what they have to offer the world, and not even the world, what they have to offer to, you know, just that next level that they're about to, the next journey that they're about to embark on. So he's... And he's even still dropping me lines. I get a text message from him like every other week of um, something like truly it, it helps continue to, to form our perspective on, you know, even leadership now knowing, you know, the platform that I have and he's, he's kept me grounded and all of that. So he's definitely the, uh, the figure for me in that one. What about you, EP? Yeah. Um, I, I think I've had a, a couple couple people definitely believe in me when when I was sort of but I think the 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 best the biggest and the brightest one was um was Snoop right so when I was I used to I always I always give the caveat is don't don't YouTube these but I used to <laughs> direct music videos in a former life and I'm googling that immediately <laughs> right now <laughs> But um, but I was doing them and I was doing them, um, and you know, music videos are a tough grind. Uh, they, they were they were the thing that I always wanted to do. Like coming up, I was I was just like Hype Williams and Spike Jones, and like music videos were like my thing. Um, and so I'm sitting in bed, and I and I had been doing them, and I had like this break, and I was pitching for bigger ones, right? I was literally pitching against my idols, and I'll write these treatments, and there would be like, there was a lot of no thank yous. And I'm sitting in my room, and I'll never forget it. It's like 11 o'clock at night, and I get this phone call from this unknown num number, and it's and it's Snoop. No, it's actually not Snoop. It's his manager. His manager's like, Snoop wants to meet with you. And I'm like, what? He's like, Snoop wants to meet with you. And I was like, when? I was like, when? Okay, cool, when? He's like, right now. Can you come to the studio? And so I was like, so I got dressed. It was probably like, when I got to the studio, it was probably like midnight. And I walk in. And he, he, it was like, it was like how you meet Snoop. He's like, his hair was picked out. He was, he was somebody was giving him the cornrows. You know, he might have been puffing on something, and not even might have been. He was definitely <laughs> puffing on something. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a long conversation. He just told me, I want you to do every music video on my next album. And then he, he, he gave me the songs. He was like, but you can't leave the studio with these songs. He's like, you can listen to them here. And so I spent the next, like, till, like, 5 in the morning just listening to the songs, thinking of ideas, listening to the songs, thinking of ideas. And that was probably the one. And then I, I, did, I did most of the videos on that album. But that was probably the one person 
and I mean, still, I, I mean, I know Dog to this day, and we're we have some things with him now, but he he gave me that opportunity and that that like he just believed in me when nobody else was was, uh, but yeah, definitely Snoop Dogg was was the guy. That's amazing, man. What, what album was this, bro? This was Malice in Wonderland. Malice so in Wonderland. Yeah, so the oh, I Want to Rock song. Pete, come on, man. You can't, you can't. <laughs> so, this, so, this, so, this, so this 2009? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2009. Pete, that's amazing, man. Yeah. What went through your, what, what went through your head when, you, when, when, he, when, he, when he said, hey, I want you to do the whole, the whole album? Like, did you, did, you, did you panic? Did you say, man, does he have the wrong guy? Or were you like, man, let's go. This is my shot. You know, funny story is on that music video run, you know, I also realized I don't want to do music videos no more. <laughs> I remember where I was. I'm I'm walking and dogs in here and Jamie Foxx came and like to do this cameo and like the break dancing, mad cameras everywhere. And um and I'm like, I'm like, I look at my I check my bank account, I'm like, ooh, this is not the business. <laughs> when we wrapped that, I was like, all right, what what am what am I doing next? For sure. It's amazing. Who, who, who was it for you, Pete? Oh, man. <clears throat> well, my mom, she was sitting right there. I think she, she's retired. She's gone back to, to rest. But uh, to try to condense it, it's a lot. But to try to condense it into a, into a little bit, um, you know, I, I had a real rough time. In, in college, kind of coming of age as a as a young man, you know, and as a young black man, what is it, what did it mean to be black? I was trying to figure that out. I went to Howard. A lot of my a lot of my cousins come from a big family. Mom's one of ten, dad's one of eight. A lot of a lot of my cousins went to HBCUs. A lot of my uncles, aunts, my dad, um, and I fell apart. I you know I I collab collapsed under the weight of of a lot of searching identity issues. Got into some trouble, um, cycled through sort of drug rehabs, uh, got incarcerated, uh, always wanted to, kind of like you, EP, I was the kid at our family reunions that I took, I stole my Uncle Ray's video camera and I would interview everybody, the Pete, Pete Nick show. <laughs> so it was in the blood for me too. Uh, I just didn't know it until later. And, and, and that sort of, that sort of, uh, that deep doubt that for me metastasized into some really self-destructive stuff. And, you know, my first documentary was about this experience and looking back and sort of interviewing all my family and friends about what they, you know, about my story through their, through, through their eyes. And my mom has a line in that documentary. Cause I, I think I went through, I don't know, six, six rehabs. Uh, and there's a line in there where she said, you know, we were going to try, you know, one more time. We just kept telling ourselves one more time. And they didn't give up on me. And I remember the, I, I eventually graduated from Howard. It took me 11 years. I was on the 11-year plan. And me, and me too. I was close to that. A, <laughs> that's how we do it at HU. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I was at the, um, we just had a little family dinner. And... Um, it wasn't just my my mom. It was my cousin. It was my cousin Brian. It was my sister Yana. It was it was my dad. It was my friends. Um, it was various counselors who, you know, had to deal with me along the way. And there was something about the clarity of that support that 
allowed me to have a vision for my future. And I remember at that party telling people through so many tears, like I, I got a lot of ideas, you know, and, and I, and I think that, that was, um, you know, one of the turning points. And I remember my mom was sitting in the, in, in the car. She said she was alone in a parking lot outside a mall outside of Boston. And she's, she said it was quiet. And she said, God told me that everything is going to be okay. And she, she told me that I think when I was 15, so a lot, a lot of that was before I, I had my issues, but that, that, that seed was, was planted. And, um, a lot of these things you can't fully understand, you know, how we're able to transcend, you know, our, either our limitations or, or that those rough patches that we hit in, in our lives. But in, in my case, there's no question. It was my family and my friends uh, played, played a massive role. But like, I, I did want to talk just about like, just about those low moments, you know what I mean? That we all go through as human beings, especially as artists. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about you, EP, when you just sharing how you always wanted to be a music video director and you had your dreams come true only to, only to check your bank account, look around and realize, oh man, I don't know that I want to do this, you know? <laughs> like, um, Absolutely. That's, that's like an interesting type of, that's like an interesting type of, um, of, of um, quote unquote low point. How do you, how do we deal with loss? I think Steph, one of the more cinematic and affecting moments in the film it comes at the end when we seeing like um you know your professional career juxtaposed with with what happened with you at, at Davison you know it's tough to me to look at the screen you know like when you when you roll in your ankle you know what I'm saying I'm like oh man, I don't know if I want to be reminded of this mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean and, and but 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 my, my question is is like or, or even you know I was there man I was I was literally I don't know if you remember this bro I was me and Zinzi were right next to you. When, when Clay went down in, in game six, 2019, we was right next to you on the sideline, bro. No, we sitting was sitting on the next floor. to Ka- yeah. we, was sitting, we were sitting next to Kawhi's, Kawhi's mom and uncle, bro. How do you deal with those, how do you deal with those, those unexpected lows or or defeats or losses? How do you how do you pick yourself yourself back up? Whatever the context of the situation, um, whatever the loss is, whatever the season of life you find yourself in. I think acknowledging it first and embracing whatever the emotions that come with it. We're all human beings. We all have, um, you know, a, a relationship with you know, with life in the sense of people, you know, around you, whatever the circumstance is. Like, you have to find what that moment is trying to teach you. I think um, it's a hard, hard, hard thing to do, but it's so important to allow yourself the space to, you know, let those emotions flood through and and see, you know, what what that lesson is needs to be learned, what patience might come through it. I think the biggest thing for me is it's always pushed me back to the process of whatever I'm doing um, and reminding myself of, you know, there's, there's fun and joy in that. There's growth, there's evolution in it. Um, the unpredictability of life is something that you have to kind of accept. Um, but as long as it pushes you back towards that process, I feel like for me, it's, it's reminded me I can't be results-based. You know, I can't be looking at the, the end result of something and whether it shines, uh, you, you feel like you have something to do with that, whether it's a failure, you feel like you could have done something better, but the process can always, um, 
center you, I guess, in the sense of like, this is, I know I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, and I know I've put everything I have into, you know, X, Y, Z, and, and I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, I might, you know, have to make some, some adjustments or surround myself with some different people or, um, you know, push myself out of a certain comfort zone or, you know, find a different way of looking at certain things. But I think the process for me has always been the, 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 the secret sauce of, of um, just being able to make sure I, I enjoy whatever I'm doing or whoever I'm around. And, um, and that will help me kind of, you know, uh, accept, you know, the, uh, the results of the realities that you find yourself in. Cause some of that stuff's un- uh, so uncontrollable. If you obsess over that, then you're going to continue to be chasing shadows. Um, right. that's, that's never, a, that's never a good place to be. Hey, and Steph, man, just to dig in a little more, what is your process, bro? When you say the, the process, like yeah. if you was to distill it. Um, I mean, first I've identified like the things that I want to put my energy towards and that, has evolved over time, right? That you always have to continue to take stock of what you're passionate in, like what projects you want to work on, um, the ways that you're developing your skill set and all that. For me, like, uh, I know everybody talks about like just finding a way to get like 1% better every day. Um, I, there's not really like a formula of how to do that, but for me, it's just like, okay, when I'm somewhere, I want to be all the way present in that moment as much as I can. It's not always, mm-hmm. I don't execute that, you know, well always, but that's the intention. Whether I'm in the gym working out like I was this morning and then you, you know, like, oh, my, you know, uh, the schedule's kind of crazy, but I want to make sure everywhere that I go that I'm fully there, fully um, in the moment, fully committed to it. Um, finding something to learn, like trying to be aware and observant. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, just around how I like what thoughts pop into my head, you know, throughout the day or whatever, the, or, or what, uh, what things I feel like are pulling, you know, attention or distracting me from, you know, being in the moment, those type of things. Like I have to continue to be aware of those, but just I, the being present. And then the other process is like, again, it's, it is the joy of doing everything that I do or I, that I get to do, I should say. Um, like, I mean, I, I saw, I saw, I saw that today, man. When we were at the music video, like you were really enjoying yourself, bro. <laughs> like, 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 it, like you took, you, you even like said it, like you took a. Nobody was watching you. I think I might have been the only person looking at you at the time, and you was like, "Yo, I'm having the time of my life." <laughs> I'm living, I told you, I'm living my best. Like, I, a year ago, you told me you're gonna be in a music video that's uh, done by an artist that you love. That is. Um, the theme song for a documentary that is coming out about a very <laughs> formative point. Like you told me that a year ago, I'm like, two years ago, what are you talking about? But in the sense of, again, like going through this process with y'all and, and understanding like what type of film we were trying to make and then understanding like, I, I got some amazing uh, talented people around me who have a perspective of helping me tell the story. Uh, bringing Toby in, like him bringing his, uh, like all these, his expertise in terms of the song. And like, I got to, the end result was I was on a set filming my legit first music video. And like, to your point, I had to make sure I came in with the gratitude and appreciation. Like, this is amazing. This isn't something that's right. just filling two hours. This is absolutely amazing. I'm gonna have fun while I'm doing it. It really like, it, it taught me something in the moment. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was, I was like, yo, this dude is not only present, but he's like, he's like actually enjoying himself. And, and, and it, it made the performance better. Little fish. Big pond, big splash, big bag, 
Little fish, big pond, big splash. Yeah. EP, how, what's your method of getting through, getting through rough patches? So I have this, um, I have this process, and it usually happens like, you know, when I'm feeling like lost. You know, I have this thing that I say to myself. It's like mind, body, and soul, which kind of sounds cheesy. But my, what I mean by mind, body, and soul is like, for my mind, I always have to be feeding my mind some type of creative opportunity or, or ingesting some type of creative, right? And and that's just my oxygen, you know, whether it be like me and my kids are trying to, <laughs> this is, my wife hates this, but me and my kids try to build something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever, or, or like try to play at seas or, or try to, you know, whatever that is, I always have to be doing something or, or it's, you know, focusing on unanimous things and reading projects and things like that. Body, it means like, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm not a small dude now, but I used to be a little mm -hmm. bit bigger. Like when I looked at my wedding pictures, even when I met him, I was probably a little bigger. So it's important for me to constantly stay moving. Um, I, that's the thing that I really have to, to, to work at, but, but constantly stay moving, you know, walking and running and exercising and, and just whatever it is. Um, and then soul, it's really about being thankful, praying, um, you know, going to church. My pops is a preacher, so sometimes I'll listen to him in 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 Mississippi. Uh, when I'm when one of those things are off, evident like it, no matter what, my my life will turn turn to a wrong direction, and I'll, I'll either get a little bit down, or I'll snap, or I'll get really gr grumpy. <laughs> that's what mm -hmm. my wife says, but I will get really. Uh, and that's the thing that I'll always connects it is is just remembering those three things and feeding yourself those three things every single day. So that's what that's what I do when I get lost. Pete, how about you, bro? My, my go-to is actually, and, and this is something I learned in recovery, is the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And, and I think, to know the you difference. know, mm -hmm. It's intention. It's you know, digging for that strength. Uh, but the the wisdom part is is that's that's kind of the thing for me. Whereas I'm trying to find that wisdom in, in in different ways. And and what I've found from loss from loss different different ways is that when you go through a difficult time, I, I, you know, I was honestly struck like when we first started looking at all the footage of stuff from like stuff of when you were in high school. I, I saw it less in high school, but that that stuff of um the footage of Eastern the Eastern Michigan game, like it was it was actually I, I was like, damn. <laughs> like like you looked like like you were a complete mess out there. You didn't you didn't seem coordinated. It was a hundred times worse than I thought I, I, <laughs> I remembered. Yeah, I, mean, I was just curious like like what like because you looked uncoordinated, and, and one of the things I've learned is like when you when you're going through doubt, or when you go if you're going through a trauma, or or self self doubt, or something like that, you can there's like a mind body, a very important mind sort of body connection. And I think that's why it, it can definitely explain how athletes can go from going through a rut or being a mess to suddenly finding their voice or getting back into back into that flow. But I, I for me, it's the same thing emotionally. Like when I I say that prayer because when I when I get in, it's usually deep doubt is the beginning of an unraveling of some kind, and trying to like basically stem that unraveling so it doesn't you know, you know completely unravel. Um, and you know, I just think you get wisdom from 
difficult situations if you're open if you if you have the right mindset and so that's that's sort of um you know you know for me but i am just just curious like how, how do you uh because you also saw it in you saw it in the davidson footage but i think it was that one scene in uh the during the season where you had that rough stretch i think it was that utah game where it almost looked the exact same like you were you were falling down you weren't hitting any shots do, do, do you have like a a process that you something that you tell yourself or somebody that you think of no i mean it's all built like kind of what i was just was talking about it's just built on the the like the opposite of doubt and obviously it's confidence in the sense like i always say confidence is the ultimate superpower it's like the ultimate uh, unlock um and it has been for me and it's kind of like the pattern of seeing guys go through it in the league where just that know-how it doesn't mean it's always going to work out your way. It doesn't mean you're all going to make every shot or every game's going to be perfect. But over time, the the volume of work that you that you put in, um, you know, the trend is always up. And so there's a confidence and there's a faith that the work that you're putting in, like, will reap you'll reap benefits of it eventually. You just can't force that process or, or that time frame, and you don't know when it's going to happen. And then when it does. Gratitude and appreciation has to follow because then you double down on on what it is. It can't be like the, you know, oh, I, I made it look at me or the, you know, now I can take your foot off the gas pedal in terms of, you know, everything that you put into to what you're doing. It's just more motivation to, um, to, to do the work, right? And there's no shortcuts to anything. There, none of us are sitting in front of these microphones without... Uh, uh, an intense work ethic and you know uh, a faith that you're building towards something great uh, like whatever that expectation is but it's it's fascinating when you when you hit those lows there it, it feels uh you feel lost and you feel like a fish out of water for sure but you have a decision to make at that point um and what you do at that inflection point will 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 make it a very temporary thing, or will define kind of who you are. Man, that's incredible, man. What about you, um, Ryan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about the last couple questions, man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was thinking about the last couple questions. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't engage, man. Um, but 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 they they kind of have to a lot to do with each other for me, because I mean, a lot of people believe. I mean, I very rarely believe in myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, a, like a, it's a, it's something um, that 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 I that I that I kind of have like learned to accept. You know what I'm saying? Like that that I that I, I I do deal with um imposter syndrome almost constantly. You know um, and 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 the comfortability of oscillate. You know um, where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm a filmmaker in theory, but then when I'm on set, it's like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying like, am I like, am I in the right place? Am I am I doing the right? Am I doing the right thing? You know, and and, and learning to say, oh yeah, that's just how my brain works. You know what I'm saying? Like I just gotta, I just gotta do the work. You know, um, but 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 I had a lot of people who believed in me and expressed confidence in me at a point when I didn't understand it or didn't see the vision. You know, I had a, a professor Rosemary Graham in college recommended me getting into writing screenplays. Numerous professors in school who would pull me to the side once I got to graduate school and say, "Hey, man, I can see you having a, a future." Um, one of the big ones was Jed Dannenbaum, rest in peace, passed from uh, COVID a few years back. But he he lined me up with Forrest Whitaker, uh, who eventually you know let, you know greenlit my first movie. 
Um, but a big one I like to talk about that, that works into the theme of loss is, is Chadwick. You know, um, he, when we were on set for the first Black Panther, you know, I was assured it was a disaster. You know what I mean? Like, and like, if somebody gave me a, 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 um, a, a genie with one wish left, I would have wished just that we finished and that the film was just okay. That's how, that's how, that's how bad I thought it was, it was going, you know? Um, and he would, and he would come up to me and say, Hey man, this thing is going to be, this thing's going to be amazing. The world's never seen nothing like this. It's going to change everything. You know, he would, he would kind of speak, <laughs> you know, like, like an absurd amount of positivity, like, like to me, you know, out loud. And, and, and I would think it was a tactic, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because just he cause, just cause he saw me struggling, you know what I mean? But but what I what I came to find out was was he was the person who like saw what the movie was gonna do the clearest, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Um, and 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 when 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 we you know when we all lost him, it it, it made me put a lot of those interactions back into perspective, you know. Um, and 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 his 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 superpower is not dissimilar to yours, Steph, when EP talks about it, but he was able to be very present, you know? Um, and he and he almost had like, he almost had like command over it, you know? Um, I, I, I would see him, you know, uh, do things that were almost, almost kind of odd, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, you know, when I would go up to him and give him a note, he would kind of do this thing where he would take a, a, a deep breath in and then a deep breath out. And then he would nod to me and then he'll, and then he'll go, he'll go knock it out. You know what I mean? And, and um, and I remember shortly after he passed, I was watching a lot of a lot of videos of, of you know, speeches that he had given and all these things. So I found out that he knew he was he knew he was he was he was he could potentially die the whole time that I knew him. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? And I, I and I was like, okay, well maybe this was this was you know the, the knowledge he was moving with at all times. You know what I'm saying? Which is which which is why he was capable of being so present. But I would see him do that same thing, you know, like in you know before he would give a speech or. You know, before he he received some type of honor or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying. And, and um, and for me, since 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 losing him, um, you know that that's been the that's been the the the, the process for me. You know what I'm saying? Is making sure that I mean, I'm like like I'm making sure that I'm totally here at, at this at the, at this time and and taking it in and taking everything that's that's uh, capable for me to take from this, whether it's a lesson or whether it's um, joy or, 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 or making a, a, a memory that I'll call back on, you know, um, that, that's where I'm at. And, and, and it's interesting that all four of us would be on the same, <laughs> you know, kind of talking about the same, this, this, the same thing, you know, um, in this, in this day and age where so many things competing for your, for your, for your attention mm-hmm. potentially, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that idea to, 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 to be able to make yourself be present, um, being, uh, Something that can that can turn on to be so 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 powerful for you, man. Especially in a film like that's a, you know what us making this film that's especially about the power of being seen, you know. Um, and and I think that it translates both ways, right? Like like the person who's who's seen um, can, can unlock a power in themselves, but then the person who actually does the seeing, right? Like like the person who's who who's looking at somebody for what they have as opposed to what they don't, you know. Um, what they have in the in the moment, as opposed to what they could have with with some type of investment, you know what I'm saying? It seems like the payoff for all of those characters in the film, Coach McKillop, you know, your family, you know, the Warriors, the Warriors faithful, you know, uh, the Davidson faithful, you know, what I mean, the payoff was just tremendous, you know what I mean? Just for that, just just for, just for that act, which is a which is a which is a present act, right? To see somebody, you know what I mean? You can't you can't see what's in front of you if you're not being if you're not being present, right? And you know that's really powerful idea. You know that has a lot to do with I, I think 
you know, it, 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 an authenticity on some level, like, and authenticity reaches back to lived experience. Coach McKill, I mean, we, we learned like Coach saw Steph and his potential because he saw himself. You know, he saw himself as a young man. He had, he had gone through this experience that allowed him, you know, to see Steph uh, for who he is. And when you shift that perspective and you can truly see, it does unlock, um, you know, that, that potential uh, in, in everyone. So I think that's the power. Prox Rex, um, like, like I said it from the jump, you know, think about the folks that might be that might be listening, that's trying to find that find that way, and, and a lot of them are, are, you know, a lot of them are, are at different points in their careers, you know, um, but but the vast majority of the folks who, who write in or who I bump into or are affect who are affected, they kind of like where you were, EP in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, maybe where you were when you went to journalism school, Steph, maybe where you were when you first came into the league, you know, um, and, and, and trying to find your way. We try to recommend something that might be helpful, something that helped us. You know, um, it could be a book, um, it could be a, 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 a film or, or 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 a piece of art. So, Pete, you want to kick it off? Yeah, Prox Rex. Okay, this is Prox Rex. I'm going to kick it off with with a film and a documentary film, uh, and we're going to keep it in the sports in the in the sports genre, and it's called Murder Ball. You guys seen Murder Ball? Uh, follows the American quad rugby team at the 2004 Athens Paralympics, and it's a film about athletes pushing beyond their limitations. It's it's visceral, it's unexpected, it's thrilling, it's it's really surprising film, and I, I highly highly recommend it. For for my for my project, I'm gonna go with a film as well, a nonfiction film. It's called Stand about Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Great one. Um, great yeah, one. Yeah, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal Sorry, movie. Pete, no, no, great no, that's too. legit. That's, this is one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to hop in. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my 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 Raouf. Uh, out of Mississippi, kind of like uh, EP there. Yeah. Um, but just just a beautiful beautiful film about somebody who who who's who's been you know who's he's been kind of been compared to Steph retro, retroactively, you know, quite 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 a bit. Um, and it, by his playing style, and, and, and um, uh, you, you know, he was the he was the best player on on, on Shaquille O'Neal's college basketball team. Crazy mm-hmm. enough, played with played on the starting five with two seven footers, and um, somehow he was the best player. But it's just a beautiful, beautiful movie about uh, I mean, it's about this country, man. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, and all of his um, all of his his, his pluses and minuses, you know. Uh, but but the movie moved me tremendously, um. And I think uh, I think it's kind of in, conver- in conversation with our, with our with our film as well, you know. So I guess I, I, the Rex are kind of two things. I think one thing that I did uh, is, you know, sort of create a habit, right? And I think one of the habits is is um, I this this note. I think I think it's still on our refrigerator today, but I wrote it when I was uh, right when I moved to LA. But it says um, there's 24 hours in the day. Make sure you're thinking about you know, your your goals and your dreams of being a filmmaker, eight of those hours, right? Because you work eight hours, you sleep eight hours, and there's eight hours sort of left. Um, so that's one thing is sort of create that habit to to know that there's, there is enough time in the day to go after your your, your dreams because I think that's one of the things that kind of holds 
young creatives up. I think the other thing is, is I read this book, which is not a film book, but it's a money book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. And that, that, that book made me um, realize what, how to deal, not to say that I'm a money expert, but it, it made me realize how to deal with money, how to think about money, right? And, not, and, and, and understand the, the difference between assets and liabilities. Because when I was young, I was spending, you know what I mean? And I think that that was holding me back from buying a camera and being able to get Final Cut updates and all these things. And so um, once I understood what an asset was, um, it allowed me to invest in myself and ultimately, you know, invest in my career. So I think those would be the two things. I would say uh, one of my good friends, Marty Fish, has a... uh, story out on, on on untold about his he's a top tier tennis prospect coming through him and Andy Roddick were kind of neck and neck as the uh, one and two in the US uh from tennis representation perspective and um it, it speaks to a lot of different themes um one just handling expectations that you put on yourself and others put on you um uh, mental health and mental uh strategies to to cope with stress and anxiety um at whatever level you might experience it and um and just i think a bigger piece is just finding out who you really are and and staying true to that 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 uh what you talked about Pete that that level of authenticity like you don't have to live anybody else's story or or whatnot and um it's a pretty it's i've i had no it's crazy i'd known him for about ten years and did not know the ins and outs of um, his career and and the things that he went through. It's a really really good um, good film based on his career and his life and how he explains the ups and downs that he went through, the the losses and the successes. So um, it's on untold Marty Fish story. Man, thank y'all for 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 for, uh, for taking time out out of, out of the crazy press schedules and and y'all lives to uh, join us on In Proximity Means the World. And, um, and everybody go stream uh, or, or go see it might be in theater near you depending on where you live but but, but please check out our, our our beautiful film we all very proud of it Stephen Curry underrated on Apple TV Plus appreciate Absolutely. y'all having us on here this is awesome appreciate y'all In Proximity is a production of Proximity Media learn more and read transcripts of this episode and others at proximitymedia.com the show is produced by me Paul Amardo. Executive producers are Ryan Kugler, Zinzi Kugler, Sevo Hanian, and me. Our theme song and additional music is composed by Ludwig Gorenson. Ken Nana is our sound designer and mix engineer. He's also created some additional music on the show, including our incredible Prox Rex theme. Courtney Archard is our production assistant. Artwork and social media is by Alexandria Santana. Audio and video production and post-production on this episode is by Amante. Special thanks to the whole Proximity Media team and to you for listening to In Proximity. That's it for our last episode of the season. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting our show. Remember to keep following or stay subscribed to In Proximity on your favorite podcast app so you get updates when our next episode drops. And be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It really helps people discover the show. So does sharing. So please tell your friends and loved ones to check us out. We have a listener survey right now at proximitymedia.com slash podcasts. 
Please, if you like the show, it would mean the world if you could spend a few minutes filling this out. It'll help us get to know you better so we can make this show the best it can be. If you want to sponsor or partner with us on this show or future Proximity Media podcasts, hit us up at audio at proximitymedia.com. Lastly, you can follow at Proximity Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for updates on other Proximity Media podcasts and other projects like Stephen Curry, Underrated. Out now on Apple TV+. Thanks again for listening to In Proximity.